0: Hi my lovies, this is Christina with Karma's Eye Psychic LLC Universal Spirit Podcast. We are now into our third season and we are talking about my ultimate favorite subject, um, astrology, uh, planets and movement and how astrology ties into our um mainstream society um nowadays and basically the the origins of astrology um why it is so important to spirituality why it is so important to science why it's so important to our culture um you know especially because people are divided on whether astrology is even real or not um you know, I am a very strong believer in astrology. I've been studying it since I was about 10 years old. It is the most fascinating thing um that I can it, I can be involved in really? <laughs> um So you could imagine me ten years old, just like walking around telling people like, "Oh my God!" Like I could totally tell you're a Gemini, da 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 da. Like just kids laughing at me and stuff like that. Though they should have because I just sounded ridiculous. But I never stopped studying astrology. It's always been one of my obsessions. Okay, so we are going to be talking about just in general um some of the origins of astrology why people don't believe in it um what it really is you know, and just some historical facts about it um linking planets to gods and goddesses you know linking planets to really just um uh, astrological bodies and traits even um being surprised like you know some planets uh uh, physical makeup actually can affect a personality, you know, and as to why, um, it is in fact, uh, in our mainstream society and it's also very, you know, in, 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 included in like dating, um, dating, dating apps, um, and just, you know, movies and TV shows. And a lot of jokes and a lot of, you know, mentions of it are very common now. Um, So it is something that I am very fascinated about It is how I started um, my spiritual journey I started with astrology um, And basically, because I was just a nerd as a kid Just nerding out, always wanting to know about things About the stars, planets, planets Aliens and just you know Other beings Uh, I'm a very very uh, Huge fan of like Men in black type stuff I even got the album for Christmas when I was a kid My dad could see that I loved The stars and what the hell Is going on up there So um we are gonna now you know speak on that we're gonna definitely have a conversation today about that so if we get to the basics of astrology and get to the actual definition astrology is the study of movements and relative positions of celestial bodies interpreted as having an influence On human affairs and the natural world. Basically, saying that the stars and planets and moons that you were born under determine who you are, how you act, and certain personality traits that you will share with people who were born at the same time as you. Okay, that the planet and the planets and the universe and the stars basically create you. Um, you are a creation in itself. Obviously, you have your own thoughts and personality or your own choices and everything like that. However, it, they're basically universal forces that basically govern, you know, how things will play out or these how things will be decided. Um, in other words, you know the universal guidelines to who you are and how things are going to go based on who you are based on the structure uh, of the time you were born. Um, the planets that rule you basically um and how they move and how they affect you um in a lot of positive and a lot of negative ways in early egyptian astrology um they had been studying astronomy at first just the movements in general of stars um the patterns of the stars um the movements of the planets and also uh clouds and the movements of the clouds um they started to understand that um, their astronomy, their, their mastery of astronomy, they were able to figure out, um, weather, season changing, um, you know in where, like, not to plant crops and what would be a good time for, you know, gatherings, events, worshipping gods and goddesses, they started using the stars and the planets to time things correctly, knowing which times are more favorable than others, like doing things during the Leo season rather, opposed to doing them during the Taurus season, uh, which is a lesser, you know, passionate time or whatever. Um, But as their study evolved, they started to see how how these stars and planets affected people. Um, they noticed people born during this season would act this way, um, so on and so forth. So in early Egyptian astrology, they started to believe that it would affect the masses, so to speak, where it's like they were the first ones to calculate what a retrograde was uh when they noticed when mercury had been flashing in the sky however they were able to figure this out i'm not gonna lie there's always a talk about alien technology back in egyptian times um but um they were the first ones to coin mercury retrograde as to every time this planet started to flash out of control um people started to act crazy, irritated, angry, you know, breakups, disasters, you know, things falling apart, people not showing up to work, you know, just like, just complete chaos and just like, all right, there's got to be a tie between Mercury and Er all this fuckery, Right? Like, there's something going on with Mercury that just does not like us. And apparently it seems to happen more than once a year. Okay? So we got to keep an eye on Mercury because we're starting to see that it turns literally everyone into a fuckface. Okay? So, (laughs) um, and then, like, disasters happening, plans being canceled. Like, you literally have to picture that in your head. Ancient Egypt, there's a huge ball happening on the 25th of March. And then the retrograde happens, like, on the 1st of March. And then plans are shattered people don't show up the play is horrible the lights go off like it's all terrible okay so they were able to understand um that the planet movements start you know have a huge effect on people um but when going back to saying people born during this season and that season um they were able to keep very uh detailed records of people who were born during these seasons and all their commonalities so they were able to trace people born between december 23rd and january 19th uh, which is capricorn season um, they'll notice like all of the children you know, who were born during that time, grow up to be entrepreneurs, really good with money, really serious people, you know, kind of so anti-social, very intelligent, um, you know, creative leaders, so they're kind of like, hey, this time breeds this type of person, okay, and then this time, you know, during Leo season, leaders, fiery, you know, very likable people, very, you know, very cunning, you know, and, you know, oftentimes very, um, you know, Attracted to themselves, you know, so they were understanding that people born during this time would breed these types of people, so the ancient egypt Egyptians um, you know really evolved their study of the stars not just for weather they started to realize how it's like a universal forecast so to speak and we still use that today when all astrologers psychics witches mediums who rely on you know the stars to do certain magic or you know have certain events or praise certain gods that they use what we call this universal forecast people still use the word forecast because that's an old ancient egyptian uh term um to describe you know what's happening in the astrology weather you know it might not be a good time to get married because you know the pisces star is not favoring you or whatever whatever so it became a really really important tool as to predicting things such as marriages births War, you know, prophecies, you know, becoming prophecies being fulfilled, um, what the prophecies were. You know, they, they would even know that when planets were fighting each other, they know people would be fighting each other. So if Mars was, you know, opposing, you know, Jupiter, you know, you got, you got a really good chance that Sagittarius and Aries, you know, are not going to be having a good time during this time. Okay. Um, later on, um the, the the idea and the methods of astrology were moved over to Mesopotamia. Um they've then moved to India. Okay, these were written down in these ancient texts. Like, wow, these stars really can tell us something. They're really, really telling stories. Um uh, then it moved to ancient Greece. Um, and Rome, where it is in fact most popular. Um, when you go into a lot of Greek mythology, there is no such thing as not running into astrology. Okay, everything in Greek mythology is in fact related to astrology. The interesting thing is about it is when the you know the Greeks expanded, um, they actually brought astrology into the Islamic culture. Um, where people of Islam started to actually calculate these planetary movements To have their um, you know, cultural ceremonies um, And also strategize war you know, and things like that They, they took this, uh, this science, so to speak This spiritual, this universal science Or it this planetary science um, And used it in their favor In fact, they used it against the Greeks um, They were able to actually build on that as well Um, And then it moves on uh, to China. Um, And China had already had a a setup of their own astrology uh, system. Um, Not only did they use stars, in fact, China is, in fact, one of the most popular opposed to Western uh, astrology. um, Astrology. Evolved Studies. So they were to focus on the sky, the planets and the stars and the weather but they actually was able to pinpoint how astrology affects us down here on Earth besides people. That it actually affects animals as well. Not only affecting animals, the traits of the animals are linked to the stars which are linked to people. So we'll get into that in another episode but I definitely want to keep that in your mind because Chinese astrology is something that I am a super like deep obsessed believer in as well. Um, if you follow me, um, on social media, I talk about Chinese astrology all the time. Okay. Then we're going to move on to, um, African belief of astrology. Um, as you know, you know, African Egyptian is the same thing. However, you know, astrology being, um, becoming popular or becoming, you know, um, talked about from other African countries, um, came later, though they have had it first, um, it did not become a worldwide known thing that it was being practiced in other countries in Africa, um, especially it became a known thing when the slave trade began, um, when slaves would be taken off, you know, into ships and to the other, to the new land and everything like that, um, they were able to navigate to where they were going by using the stars. Um, they were able to foretell or foresee what was happening to them long before it happened, um, but just by using astrology. Uh, It was very important that, you know, people know how educated these African slaves were. Um, They did have a very, very advanced idea of astrology. In fact, um, African. tradesmen who were already like you know freed before the slave trade were very skilled at navigating the world navigating the map in the water in the ocean uh, especially uh, Africans who were pirates um, they used the stars to navigate where they were going so in African astrology you can see not only do the planets map out what's happening up in the universe how it affects us down here but it also became like a map of the actual planet itself so the planet planet earth itself you know was mapped out in the stars for them to follow they understood the north star they understood the big dipper you know these were actually things that were coined from africans just later translated into greek and roman and other languages but they all originated um, from africa itself so now that we have gotten that out of the way Right. We got like 15 minutes here, I guess, like of history. Um, So what exactly which planets are we talking about? Right. What counts in our solar system to be relevant to the study of astronomy and mostly of astrology? Right. Uh, We can calculate that there are, in fact, 12 astrology signs. Okay, So then you would have to assume that there are 12 planets that we are drawing from um, Which is in fact not correct It turns out that one planet can govern two astrology uh, signs That these planets um, have different traits in itself to then um, govern two traits of two different people For instance, Venus Venus governs the astrology sign of Libra and Taurus. Taurus is considered an earth sign as Libra is considered an air sign. So that would mean that Venus can foster two different personalities, two different um, traits. However, dividing them into two separate people. Okay, so they it has the ability to then be an air sign and an earth sign for Libra and Taurus to be completely different people. Um, being governed by Venus, the things that they do have in common would be the the love for money, or at least the love to be around luxury, um, art, beauty, um, love loving the idea of unconditional love and just, you know, being in the presence if not being like the best friend to, you know, experience and not only give unconditional love. So those are the two, you know, similarities that they do share. Um the difference is is that Taurus is more of a down-to-earth type person. They don't do too much dreaming. They can if they can't see it, smell it, touch it. It's not real. And a Libra loves to dream and go above and beyond and visualize things that aren't there and sometimes have, you know, delusions of grandeur so to speak not to be harsh um but also not only dream big they have hard times making decisions um and sometimes they are very unaware of things because they are an air sign not that they're air headed it's just that they can be very unaware of things that are right in front of them which Taurus is the exact opposite and yet still ruled by the same planet of Venus just as an example all right my lovey so The last part of this podcast, we're going to dive into all 12 houses of the Zodiac. So since there are 12... Zodiac 12 astrological signs So to speak You can say zodiac You can say astrology signs Whichever one um, There's 12 of them But there's also these 12 houses That govern all of us So when one person is born There is 12 houses to each person So each of these houses Has something to do with our personality Our life path The way we think The mistakes we're going to make Our inner demons You know, These 12 houses have been set up Um, From early Mesopotamia From early Egyptian uh, uh, Records um, That we are all made up Of 12 houses Of course it's like the things we see How we feel and all this other jazz Or whatever Um, So I'm going to go through each and every one of them Because I find this very fascinating Because it seems to cover basically everything about us Um, And being that there are zodiacs that rule each of these houses So that means you could be born a Capricorn in January um, But your first house could be in Aquarius or something like that. And then that determines, you know, what you see or whichever. Okay. So I'm going to break it down to you, um, as best I can. I am going to give you a little bit of a hint, um, to me in particular. So since we are all born of 12 houses, uh, it turns out my astrological chart, four of my houses, in my personal birth chart happened to be in Sagittarius. So I make that joke all the time, and I tell everybody, like you know, hey, listen, I'm a Capricorn, but don't forget, I got four houses in Sagittarius. You know, I'll I'll snap out, do something crazy. You know, I'll sleep like a baby, I'll ghost you. You know, I'll, I'll do something wild, and four houses are gonna support <laughs> the wild shit that I'm gonna do. You know, I'll say I'm gonna do something and then never show up. You know, I I literally have four houses in Sagittarius. I have four chances <laughs> or four ruling things that will support my craziness. Right? So, technically, three out of 12. I'm technically one third Sagittarius. Okay? So, keep that in mind, guys. Definitely, when you read your charts uh, of yourself, uh, definitely does some explaining as to why you are the way you are. Uh, it's very fascinating. Uh, and you guys who follow me on social media, I am super obsessed with my Scorpio rising, but we will talk about that later. So, let's dig into the first house. The first house rules what people see and the impression that you give. It's basically the house that's technically, unbeknownst to you. (laughs) Okay. Um, Some people say that this is your rising house, Um, the the sign of the rising sign when where you were born. You might be responsible and do this and think and this and this and that, but you may go off and give people another impression of you. So that's the first house, Um, what people see and the impressions that you give off. The second house is your assets, your finances and the things that you value. Um so this is gonna be how your relationship towards money your relationship toward things that you hold dear to you this would be like your stamp collections you know or your star wars collections or as to why you you like this so much there's always a link you know to who you are to the things that you do in fact become obsessed with so this is like the house of value the things you value the most. Then we come to the third house. It says your potential to learn something in your local neighborhood. Okay, so it's kind of like this is the house of you being open to things. How open are you to things? How closed-minded are you? Um, What is it that motivates you to learn? What is it you're, you know, wanting to know? Why are you wanting to know that and why are you drawn to those things? Why are you closed off to certain things? You know, what would make you, you know... What would you go after, basically? Okay? Then there's your fourth house. That's your home and your roots of your being. This is always the most interesting house. Okay? Because it's like how your home looks, how you look, um, how you, you know... How you see the world um, Regardless of how it was told to you It's just basically how you see it And your home And when you get home Like what does your home look like And how it reflects you You know what I mean You can learn a lot about yourself By looking around your home Basically looking around What exactly your standards are Your home is a reflection of your standards um, And that is a really big deal um, Roots of, of your being uh, Really is that you are treating yourself the way you feel you need, you want to be, or you think you should be treated. Very eye-opening house in your uh, astrology. So you get to the fifth house, which is where you have fun romance and create things that you are proud of basically like your private stuff like your highest highest hopes right it's kind of like who is your fantasy boyfriend who is your fantasy girlfriend you know how do you express love how do you express yourself artistically singing dancing you know and all those things affecting your self-expression how is your wardrobe looking how does your hair look what is your favorite color what message are you trying to send by the visuals you send out okay i i love that house as well um people try to keep that one in balance the most see which sign you have in your fifth house that would explain a lot about your love life all right your sixth house is the work health uh, and duty area of your life so how well are you keeping up with things how disciplined are you at work how disciplined are you with your your health are you into yoga do you into into eating right are you into staying healthy do you sleep enough you know how well do you handle this house in particular Which sign rules this house Because uh, if it's ruled by someone like Virgo You would be a super super healthy disciplined person If it's ruled by you know Taurus You might not be so inclined to you know Being so serious about your health all the time You might you know cut corners a lot And just not really discipline yourself You just keep it at the bare minimum Okay Okay Um, So just just as a for instance, check out your your sixth house. The seventh house, this area of your life is about long-term significant partners, uh, romantic business and family. So these are your long-term ideals, the things that you want to manifest you know, until old age. Things you're working towards. So when you're at work and you're saving money and you're collecting paychecks, what is it are you collecting it for? You want to go on a huge vacation. You know, you want to save money so you can leave the country at some point and live your best life in Paris. You know, this is what your seventh house is all about. Um, what you're really working for in life. What your life purpose is. You know, what what sign is governing that? That's a good one. Um, Very interesting to know uh, what your life purpose is and and who you want to take with you and how well you are keeping, you know, people in your life. All right, so moving on to the eighth house. This... Transformational area of your life is about shared resources and intense emotions. All right, so that's about who you take care of, who you let in, who knows the deepest, darkest parts of you. Okay, that one is technically a no-brainer, right? It's kind of like who is important to me enough to let them know um, I'm feeling this way, this that, thing. Who is living in my home, right? That's that's your biggest like um, boundary. Of to who gets to know this about me, right? Who gets to stay in my home and share this space with me? Um, especially when you're thinking about a partner, you know, or getting married, you know, it's like, who, who, who? How do I determine who is good enough for me? Check out who's in that house, guys. That's very important too. Your ninth house, um, broadening your horizons either spiritually, academically, ah, sorry, academically, or on a long journey. Alright, so this is you, not say against the world, but this is you up against the world, right? Understanding your place, okay? And understanding how you're gonna navigate through the world, um, how you feel about that, being extroverted or being introverted. Check out your ninth house. That's interesting to know for all you introverts out there to understanding as to why it's like, I just don't, (laughs) don't want to be around so many people physically, but I would love to float around in the sky. (laughs) All right. Now we're moving on to the 10th house, your achievements and status in the outside world. How important are they to you? Mm, That's a good one. 10th house, right? What are you trying to do? You're trying to be TikTok famous? You know, some people rise to fame based on the zodiac or astrology that's in that house in particular. Some people have a blessed tenth house, some people don't have a blessed tenth house, some people have a very laid-back tenth house where it's like, I'm okay with this for now, I'm okay with this for the rest of my life, or people who strive really, really hard to be famous. You could have, you know, Leo in your 10th house, and it's kind of like, no, I need to be in spotlight, period, and that's it. Okay, very interesting to know that. All right, 11th house, where the cosmos grant wishes, luck, friends, and social occasions. So, this also determines about introverted, extroverted um, things and destiny as to where you're going to be meeting up with people. Okay, basically, destined. Situations, you know. Oh, I got lucky to start in that role, and people did not know that movie was going to be a great hit. I just happened to be in it. You know, I did not know that I was going to be late, you know, for my meeting, but then I ran into my husband and I did not know it was my husband then. Okay, this is about destiny, you know, and, you know, designed timing for you, you know, for very interesting parts of your life that obviously you will tell stories about okay these are the events like major events in life all right last but not least we come to the 12th house this is the area of your life that is overwhelming you yield to a greater cause or power all right so that's the last 12 that's the 12th house so that is you giving up You know, to something else higher than you. It could be God. It could be the universe. It could be nature. It could be anything. For those of you who are into, you know, the three, uh, the lower, you know, present and higher self, Uh, you could be giving up to the energy around you. You could be giving up to, giving. You know, power up to the ebb and flow of life. Um, Having faith in that, you know, really, what is it that you in fact surrender to? You know, when you are in fact overwhelmed, do you pray to Jesus? Do like, what do you, you know, what is it that you are um, really giving up power to? Is it another person? you know, is it people, is it authority, is it just a friend, or, you know, who is it, or what is it that will be taking over when you can't take, when you can't take the, take control at that moment, you know, who do you put in, you know, in front of you, do you work hard for money, you know, so money can take care of you at some point, you know, that is a real thing, and people do, you know, in fact, do that, um, so, those are all the 12 houses those are the interesting facts and beginnings and of astrology um, so I really guys hope you enjoyed this podcast um, Please let me know your thoughts on that Please let me know if you found any other information As to the origins of astrology um, and astronomy And how they tie together um, This is was just uh, a little intro um, To what we're going to be talking about next We will be talking about individual planets uh, Individual um, zodiac and astrology signs, their traits and all that And like I said how we have injected those things Into modern society And as you can see from the beginning of this podcast how astrology has basically you know walked around the globe um, and now it's kind of like spiraling into you know everything that we do it's no secret it's no you know anything that we don't know by now Uh, I just thought I just have a little you know intro podcast to um, really what it is and how beautiful it is to be part of a universe that has so many you know interesting and you you know awesome working parts to it and also to understand that you have all these interesting beautiful working parts to you how it makes you it's like all these little tiny little atoms you know these little pieces of you know information and pieces of you know movement and life that just make one person like it's so such a fascinating thing that a universe that we live in um all the crazy little kinks and you know things that made me that make me want to make these podcasts anyway you know it's got to be those four houses in Sagittarius that make me want to talk even though if nobody's listening just the need to do it um so if you have any you know comments to comment on please comment please download please like share follow and subscribe my website is www.karmaseyepsychic.com and also www.karmaseyesuniverse.com where you can get all the latest podcasts um please let us like have these conversations let's talk about it uh, we will get to Uh, Most liked, most disliked Zodiac signs Um, So comment down below Um, Definitely follow the podcast We come out with an episode every week Again, this is Christina With Karma's Eye Psychic LLC On Universal Spirit Podcast I will be talking to you next week I hope you enjoyed that I love you and I will see you later Bye